powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hi, everybody. Tony Richards here on the C-Suite Radio Network on the Better Than Before show. Coming up today, I've got a quote that I'll give you that I've been pondering and meditating on this week. The batteries are running out in space. That's an interesting thing I'm going to talk to you about. The National Days of Celebration for this next week. And I'm going to continue to discuss aspects of mindset. And this week, we're going to talk about self-awareness and the controlled mind. That and much more on this episode of Better Than Before. I'm in Kentucky this weekend. By the time you hear this, I will have returned to Missouri and could possibly be on the way back to Kentucky again. It's kind of interesting. I broke a tooth a couple of Fridays ago, and so I went into the dentist. I will have gone into the dentist by the time you've heard this, and I doubt he'll be able to fix it that day, but let's not rule anything out. Possibly he can. My best guess is I'll have to come back for something else. I'm hoping I won't have to have it pulled. Oh, I dread that terribly. So I don't want that to happen. So if you could keep me in your prayers that that won't happen. But if all things go the way they're planned, I will be coming back to Missouri for a couple of days for some meetings that I'm going to have here. And then I'll be going back to Kentucky again for the duration of the Thanksgiving holiday to be with my family. It's been a year since my dad passed away and I went home for the funeral. But once I got back to Columbia, the doctors really did not want me to travel. I had a really bad infection in my leg and in my foot last year that was extremely dangerous. And so I got sequestered here in the condo for the entirety of the holiday season and all the way up until March of this year. So I'm enjoying being able to get back out and be back on the road again and being able to be free and go. You never really appreciate that stuff until it's taken away from you. But I went home to Kentucky for a short trip here very quickly because we're having our 42nd class reunion. It's been 42 years since the 1981 class graduated at Livingston Central High School. And we had the largest class. I think we had 135 people in our class, which was the largest class ever at Livingston Central. Unfortunately, we have had about 35 or so, give or take one or two, that have passed away since then. A couple of them, very, very close friends of mine that I I went to school with. One, she, I mean, she, it wasn't just a month or six weeks maybe after graduation that she was in a car accident and she passed away. And the interesting thing was that she wrote in my high school annual, our senior year, she wrote in my book and signed it and said, be really careful driving in your car. 
And then she ended up being in an accident and it took her life. Stacy was a wonderful, vibrant, great human being. And then Paul Fletcher was an extremely close friend of mine. We went to separate elementary schools in the county, but then ended up becoming friends once we went to high school. There was a group about seven or eight guys who were really, really close friends. I was really close friends with David and with Kevin. We called him Flash and also Daryl. And I'm going to see David and Daryl at the reunion, or I will have seen them by the time you hear this. But Paul, I was playing records at a nightclub in Paducah, Kentucky, and Paul came by to visit. And we sat there while I played records and talked for a couple of hours. And I had no idea. It seemed like there were some things wrong in his life, but I had no idea they were as bad as they were. And Paul took his life the next day. And so I miss him terribly, Paul Fletcher, a very close friend of mine. So we've had, we've had a few, for various reasons, a disease, a, a heart attack, various things that have taken around, I believe, 35, 36 of our classmates. And so we will salute them. We'll also salute or we'll have saluted those that have served in the military. And there are going to be probably six or seven or eight of my really close friends from school there, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them. And then I'll be back here in Missouri for a few days, and maybe I'll get this tooth taken care of. And then I'm back to Kentucky for an extended stay. My uh, niece, she's eight years old. She gave her heart to Jesus Christ here a couple of weeks ago. And we're going to have her baptism while I'm in Kentucky for Thanksgiving. So we're thinking that's going to be, I believe, Saturday the 18th. Let me check here real quick and see. Is that is that what Saturday is? Yep, sure is. Saturday the 18th. So we're thinking about, because we're having Thanksgiving that next week. So we haven't got a confirmation on that yet, but we're thinking about the 18th being her baptism. So. Really looking forward to that. 42 years since I graduated with these folks. Here's a quote that I've been uh, pondering and meditating over the last week, and it's by Benoit Mendelbrot. My life seemed to be a series of events and accidents, yet when I look back, I can see a pattern. And boy, isn't that true? Like when you're looking forward Things are so uncertain and not clear, but then when you look back, it looks like a puzzle that has been carefully assembled and put together. And so uh, my life seemed to be a series of events and accidents, but when I look back, I can clearly see a pattern. Benoit Mendelbrot. What a great quote. And I've been seriously thinking about that one for quite a bit. All right. I got this story from John Jennings. He sends out an email uh, every few days about interesting facts of the day. And this was the fact that was sent out back on November 6th. NASA's Voyager probes carry Earth's mixtape to aliens. But unfortunately, the batteries are running out. Voyager 1 and 2 are spacecraft that NASA launched in 1977 to collect information about Saturn and Jupiter. After making notable discoveries related to Saturn's rings and Jupiter's atmosphere, Voyager 2 then flew by Neptune and Uranus and collected information about those planets. 
In August 2012, Voyager 1 became the first spacecraft to enter interstellar space, followed by Voyager 2 in December 2018. Interstellar space is defined as where the sun's constant material flow and magnetic field stop affecting its surroundings. But if we define our solar system as the sun and everything that primarily orbits the sun, the Voyager spacecraft will remain within the confines of the solar system until it emerges from the Oort cloud in another 14 to 28,000 years. So Voyager 1 on February 14, 1990, when it was 3.7 billion miles from the sun, took a picture of the Earth, now known as the pale blue dot. And he's got a picture of that. Carl Sagan said, look again at that dot. That's where we are. That's home. That's us. Everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you've ever heard of, every human being who ever was lived out their lives right here on this blue dot. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar and supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species, lived here on this little speck of dust suspended in a sunbeam. Boy, Carl, that's deep. Thank you. Both of these spacecraft are still sending scientific information about their surroundings through the Deep Space Network, a collection of powerful antennae worldwide that communicate with dozens of missions, which is pretty amazing. They were designed to last five years and still transmitting 46 years later. But the spacecraft are running out of batteries. NASA scientists have been turning off various instruments for years to conserve the battery. NASA is squeezing out all the juice possible, but it's reasonable to expect more science instruments to start shutting down by 2025 or 2026, although some may last to around the end of the decade to 2030. Even after the Voyager spacecraft stop transmitting, they may be useful and introduce us to intelligent alien life forms. That's because each spacecraft has a 12-inch gold-plated copper phonograph record with a greeting to any life forms that might be encountered. The disks contain sounds and images selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth and to serve as a type of time capsule intended to communicate a story of our world to extraterrestrials. The contents of the record were selected for NASA by committee chaired by Carl Sagan. Dr. Sagan and his associates assembled 115 images and a variety of natural sounds, and they also added musical selections from different cultures and eras and spoken greetings from Earth people in 55 languages. The records include Beethoven's Fifth, Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry, great selection, Humpback Whale Songs, a Bulgarian folk song, recordings of brain waves, a Morse code message traffic noise statements of greetings in 55 languages and he has a link where you can view the 115 images they sent will an alien race intercept a voyager spacecraft and learn about us from the golden records if so it will likely be long after we're all dead and maybe our species is extinct as they have about 40,000 years before they might approach another planetary system so be praying that the batteries last long enough for the aliens to hear from us. At least let them hear Johnny be good one time. 
Tuesday, November 14th is National Seatbelt Day. It's also National Family Pajama Day. World Diabetes Day. Yes, let's stamp out this terrible disease. National Spicy Guacamole Day and National Pickle Day. On Wednesday, November 15th, it's National Raisin Brand Cereal Day, National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day, National Bunt Day. It's National Clear Out Your Refrigerator Day, National Philanthropy Day, and America Recycles Day. On Thursday, the 16th of November, it's World Pancreatic Cancer Day. What a terrible, terrible disease. International Check Your Wipers Day, International Day for Tolerance. It's National Rural Health Day, International Indiana Day. So if you're a fan of the state of Indiana, Thursday the 16th is your day. It's Mothers Against Drunk Drivers Tie One On for Safety Holiday. It's the Great American Smokeout. So all you smokers, put them down for one day on Thursday the 16th. It's National Button Day and National Fast Food Day. Friday, November 17th, is International Students' Day, National Butter Day. It's Substitute Educators' Day, World Prematurity Day, and International Home-Wide Bread Day. On Saturday, November 18th, is European Antibiotic Awareness Day, National Princess Day. It's National Adoption Day, Mickey Mouse's Birthday. Mickey Mouse's birthday is on Saturday, November 18th. Don't forget that. It's National Vichyssoise Day. If you've ever had Vichyssoise, you will celebrate that day. And if you haven't, maybe you should try it. Sunday, November 19th is World Toilet Day. Thank God for toilets. National Play Monopoly Day. Sit down with the family on Sunday, the 19th, and play a game of Monopoly. National Carbonated Beverage Day, and on Monday, the 20th, it's World Children's Day, National Absurdity Day, and National Peanut Butter Fudge Day, and it's National Child's Day, all on November 20th. Let's get into our leadership and business lesson for today, and I've been doing a series called The Aspects of Mindset. And we've been talking about mindsets, how they're created, what goes into them, what forms them, how they affect your performance results. And we're going to talk about self-awareness today, which is the first skill of the five skills that you need to develop in emotional intelligence, which is the ability to be smart about managing your emotions and being more productive by managing your emotions. And all elite level performers have a high degree of emotional intelligence. You know, if you journal, I'm sure you have, where you sit down and you do the woulda, coulda, shoulda statements in your journal. Have you ever paid attention to how many times you do those in a day? I would have done this. I should have done that. If only I had done this. How many times have you replayed a bad conversation or situation thinking, how it could have gone differently, what you wish you would have said, what you wish you would have done. How many times have you thought of what may happen in the future, worrying about something you can't control? That you know, I remember sitting on the tarmac in New Orleans on a rainy day inside an airplane, and I was speaking that night in Arizona, and I never missed a speaking engagement, and I was sitting there just worrying and fretting over getting to the speaking engagement on time in Phoenix. And it just came to me all of a sudden, what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do except sit here. All this worrying and fretting is not adding to anything here. 
actually it's adding to probably the decline in your health because you're stressing out about this and your your palms and your forehead are all sweaty and you've just I've just stirred myself up into a tizzy. How much time do you spend speculating? Do thoughts just run through your brain and you feel like you can't control them? Are you honest with yourself? Do you run away from your thoughts and feelings? Do you embrace them? Do you go through the motions of the day, not really committed to what you said you were going to do or to a goal or an objective saying one thing, but meaning another? Has your thinking become distorted? Have you formed a personal identity around a problem or a disease you might be facing? Do you constantly talk about, well, it's my arthritis or my bad back or my heart problem? Do you ever make comments like, nothing ever goes right for me? Everything I touch goes down and turns into a failure. I always mess up. Does your mind get foggy? Do you battle with remembering things? Do you battle to learn new things? Do you battle keeping focus? If you answered yes to any of the stuff that I've been talking about here, guess what? You're a human. You're a human being who's trying to perform at a high level in a world full of challenges. We all face challenges in life, and we all need to learn how to consciously control our thought lives every moment of every day, how to cope, how not to break. This is why it's really important to understand the creative power of our ability to make choices. Mind and body research increasingly tells us that consciously controlling your thoughts is one of the best ways, if not the best way, of detoxing your brain and body. Learning how to renew the mind enables you to get rid of toxic thoughts and toxic emotions that block your success and keeps you from going to that next level of performance. Let's look at something that many people go through especially with age, and, and I'm going through it right now for the last, you know, five years or so, and that's back pain. Dr. John Sarno, who's a professor of clinical rehabilitation medicine at New York University and also an author, proposes that most back pain stems from psychological rather than physiological problems. Dr. Sarno says our thoughts can heal or harm our body. In the latter case of harm, toxic thoughts can potentially cause debilitating back pain in specific circumstances. Consciously controlling your thought life means that you do not allow thoughts to rampage through your mind. Rather, you learn to engage interactively with each thought, taking control over it and learning to enjoy the moment you are in. Essentially, your job is to analyze a thought before you decide either to accept it or reject it. Controlling your thoughts sounds really good, doesn't it? But how do you do that? Well, you start off by looking at your mental processes. And no, you don't have to crack open your skull like an egg and have a look at what's going on inside there. Please don't do that. It is possible, though, to learn about your mental processes through thinking about your thinking and choosing what to think about. This is a process we call self-reflection, and it's not only possible, it's essential. Toxic thoughts come in many guises. On the surface, thoughts like, well, I have to do well here today, or I have to finish this in the next 30 minutes, seem okay, but when you look at it closely and analyze the feelings they generate, 
you see how these thoughts may not be serving you so well. Demanding unrealistic performance from yourself and others, for instance, puts your mind and body into toxic stress mode, which has a negative effect on your brain and your body's health. When you're putting this type of pressure on yourself, it also leads to haphazard, distracted thinking, which does not help any situation you might be dealing with. If you don't train yourself to control your thought life, you may end up thinking more toxic thoughts and generating more toxic emotions. These negative thought patterns can inhibit your ability to think clearly, your ability to understand, and definitely your ability to learn. They are roadblocks on the way to your success. This type of thinking can also allow other illnesses and other diseases to take root in you. It's important to remember that thoughts create your mood. They influence how you feel physically. When you experience a fear-based emotion, you will feel under the weather, so to speak, and your thoughts will be shaped by your negativity. Your thoughts will become distorted, and you will lose the joy of the now moment that you should be enjoying. Now, to control your thought life, you have to activate and continually make use of the quantum principle of superposition which is the ability to focus on incoming information and upcoming memories from your non-conscious mind. As you think about these thoughts, you need to analyze them in as objective a way as possible before you choose which ones to believe and which ones to pitch. But what does superposition look like? Let me try to paint the picture for you. Imagine yourself sitting on a surfboard and a magic breeze is blowing through the networks of your mind as you are thinking, feeling, and choosing which way you want to tip the surfboard, either to ride the wave or to fall back and wait for the next wave. It's as though time has become frozen for a moment. This breeze makes you aware of some memories related to the current situation and your thinking patterns, preparing your brain to build a new memory. If you ask, answer, and discuss while in superposition, or you're on the surfboard in the picture I was painting, you're in effect capturing thoughts. It's almost as if you're watching yourself becoming aware of what you're thinking, feeling, and focusing on is in as much detail as you can in the now moment, that is, in the present. Dr. Stephen Covey used to call this the in-out-in process. You're inside yourself, you step outside yourself, and you watch and observe yourself in the moment, then you step back inside yourself and move on to the next thing. This is also called multiple perspective advantage, or MPA. When you consciously engage with information that's coming into your brain this way, you're able to instinctively select around 15 to 35% of what you read, hear, and see while getting rid of the remaining 65 to 85% that is superfluous and can have a negative effect on your ability to focus and build memory. When you use your MPA, your senses will finally tune into the detail of the now moment and enriching experience that will help you feel happier and more at peace. Mindfulness allows you to develop a heightened sense of awareness in the present moment. 
accepting things as they are without judgment and emotional reactivity. When you step into superposition and you begin to use your MPA, you're going beyond mindfulness. In this objective state, you're capturing and reconceptualizing toxic and chaotic thoughts and building healthy, organized thoughts. This second step is necessary to stabilize attention and develop thinking habits you will actually use in your life and in your career. A controlled thinking self-awareness mindset helps you to intentionally shift your focus. It allows you to determine your own performance rather than getting stuck replaying negative experiences in your head. Much research consistently shows that if you do not capture the thoughts and monitor incoming information, it's hard to change toxic and chaotic thoughts which will steal your mental peace and your ability to build useful memory and learning capabilities. Hey, we're human beings, and we're designed to engage with the world and with other people and with information. We are designed to build our brains. The programs that exist in our brains are ones that we have placed there. We've hit the record button and saved those tapes. We can erase them and record new ones. Here's one that I'll always get strange looks about this, but once you think about it and put it into practice, it makes a lot of sense. Talking to yourself. Talking to yourself out loud can help you control your thinking. Talking out loud enhances your ability to think by stimulating the corpus callosum, which joins the two hemispheres of the brain together to function at a much higher level. It also provides extra auditory stimulation to enhance the now moment experience and is an excellent way of looking at your thoughts and the feelings they generate before you decide whether or not they deserve to be discarded as toxic or retained as beneficial. Let me demonstrate, and I do this all the time, particularly if I'm doing a workshop of business development people. I tell them that I do this practice. And I do it. I'm not just saying I do it. I really do it. Every morning, I get out of the shower, I'm getting ready for my day, and I look in the mirror and I say, wow, Tony Richards, you look fantastic today. You're going to do some great coaching. You're going to work with people. You're going to enhance their abilities and raise their performance levels. You're going to settle them down and help them with their most difficult problems. You're worth a million dollars today, Tony Richards. Now go do your thing. There's some kind of uh, variation on that. That's just off the cuff. But there might be times when I've written something specific down that I want to do in that time when I'm looking in the mirror and talking to myself. Why do I do this? Well, I don't want thoughts just wandering through my mind unchecked. If thoughts are toxic... They can affect your ability to build healthy memories and make you ill. We should never forget that thoughts are real things. They impact brain and body functionality. Therefore, they will impact the quality of your life. Toxic stress has even been shown to reduce the size of certain structures in the brain. And I just discovered this research about my back. My back may be hurting and I may have this back pain. 
I've been attributing it to something else, and I'm going to stop saying that and start attributing it to these toxic thoughts and things I've been saying. And I'm going to reverse that and see if I can make my back better. What have I got to lose? Just a little bit of time talking out loud and reinforcing good thoughts about my back and getting rid of this this back pain. Daydreaming and mind wandering is good for you. We talked about that last week. We talked about the strategic thinking time that everybody needs to build into their week. So daydreaming and mind wandering can be good. It's just a problem when it's chaotic and unmanaged because the chaos stops you from benefiting from and enjoying your thoughts. For example, if you spend a whole bunch of time ruminating on the past in a negative way, Obsessing on an issue or desire or shifting crazy and haphazardly between thoughts, that can steal the joy of your now moment. You need to use this thinking time for and not against yourself through learning to control your thoughts. You need to use your mind consciously and take control of your thought life. And you're going to find that it does not take very long at all to see the benefits. Studies show that a positive thinking environment can lead to significant structural changes in the brain's cortex in just four days. Frequent, positive, and challenging learning experiences can increase your intelligence in a very short amount of time. My own research that I've done demonstrates that learning potential can be increased 35 to 75% If my clients learn how to understand the mind and brain and body connection and how to deliberately think in ways that encourage learning and memory formation, if they will work at detoxing their brain by controlling their thought life, it not only makes them feel better, but it also makes them smarter and makes them a higher level performer, which is what I'm all about as a coach. All this brain research over the past few decades shows That intelligence is not static. It can be enhanced or it can be reduced by what you decide to think about. You control your brain by your thought life and you can make yourself healthier and smarter. Five to seven memories move into our conscious awareness every few moments. And we need to make sure we use those memories to help us understand the incoming thoughts from our environment and not as a distraction. We're essentially training ourselves to focus and pay more attention as we do life every day. Leonardo da Vinci, one of the world changers that Isaacson has written an entire book about, I read in that book that Leonardo da Vinci says, an average human being looks without seeing, listens without hearing, touches without feeling, eats without tasting, moves without physical awareness, inhales without awareness of odor or fragrance, and talks without thinking. We need to learn to savor the pleasure of the now and not just marinate in the misery of the past or imagine that the grass will be greener in the future. When we choose to truly tune in to the now to see, listen, feel, move, taste, and inhale the present, using all our senses to soak up the minute beauty of the moment, we can enhance our thinking and thereby enhance our abilities to learn and succeed and become an elite level performer. And again, that's what we're all about here at Better Than Before. Now I got five tips I'll give you here as we wrap up this aspect of self-awareness and controlled mindset. Number one, never let thoughts just wander through your mind unchecked. 
focused on the now moment and observe your thoughts and feelings. Number two, using superposition. Analyze a thought before you decide either to keep it or trash it. Number three, analytically ask, answer, and discuss while in superposition, capturing those thoughts. Journaling is a fantastic way to do this, which is why I'm a huge proponent of journaling. Number four, when you consciously engage with information that is coming into your brain and think about it purposefully, select approximately 15 to 35 percent of what you read, what you hear, what you see. And number five, reconceptualize or redesign those thoughts that are holding you back by deciding what thought you'd rather have and then work toward eliminating the toxic thought and building something better. That is a huge one. If you don't do anything else and you're a performer who wants to go to a higher level, you got to do number five and do it every day and do it a couple of times a day. That's our lesson for the week on the aspects of mindset, self-awareness, and controlling your thoughts. And that's our show here at Better Than Before. You can follow me on Twitter, four or five posts a day, at Tony Richards 4 You can sign up for my Monday morning memo at my website, clearvisiondevelopment.com, as well as find out all about my consulting, advising, and coaching practice. We have an archive there of this podcast for six years worth of podcasts. Lots of great guests and lots of great information like this. And if you want to go back and catch up on the last three or four episodes, you can catch up on this entire series on the aspects of building your mindset. We've got 20 years worth of my writing on there, over 700 leadership, business, and performance blog posts, and a video library of Clear Vision TV. A special thanks, as always, to our super producer, who is always having great thoughts, Tessa Hall, who always produces this program and makes us sound so good. And until we visit again next week here on the C-Suite Radio Network, I'm hoping for you good days and good thoughts. I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you, Everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leader's podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.